I guess just to do a sound test question, what did you all have for breakfast this morning? I don't think I had breakfast. I don't think I did either. Air. Yeah, I didn't have breakfast. I went straight to the ramen. I, uh, I'd sleep for breakfast. Welcome to the first episode of the Humans of Amplify podcast made by the Amplify Youth Advisory Committee. For anyone who doesn't know, Amplify does arts programming for youth from St. Albert all year round. I'm Ash and I'll be hosting this episode. Today we're interviewing a band called Lacerator. They're another metal band from St. Albert, and they're here to talk to us about who they are, what they do, and their recent EP called Weaponizer. Who are you guys? What do you guys play? Okay, yeah, uh, I'm Ben, and I play uh, play guitar. Uh, I'm Eric, and I play the drums. I'm Gavin, and I'm the vocalist. Michael, I play guitar. I'm Zach, I play bass, and they give me a mic for some reason. How long have you guys been playing together as a band? I think two years? No, sorry, four. 27. Yeah, like three or four. Uh, it's since grade 11, so five years. And then probably what, like like a year and a half for this lineup? Uh, I think I think two, because it was when it, it was, like Zach came in when I was in grade 12. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. Yeah. So about five years. Yeah. For like the the name has been around for five years. And we've only had to make two roster changes. I think drum, drummer and well, actually three technically, because I switched to drums. Michael started playing guitar. So we lost Noah and then we lost Evan. Um, and Zach came in. So yeah, technically three changes total. I'd have to say. Nice. Uh, can you walk us through the history of Lacerator? Uh, yeah, so it started in that uh, second semester of grade 11 uh, rock and pop class, and it was uh, me, Eric, Gavin, uh, Evan, and Noah was that, that first lineup. We just, you know, and we actually got started writing, like, a month into that semester like we, we started this as a real thing like pretty soon into it yeah i remember when Gavin showed me lord of fire like just sitting in his basement <laughs> like i remember seeing that happen yeah that was uh um those were fun songs to write because those were like our our first ones and um it's even cool to even still play them listen to them now uh gives us a great it gives me a great sense of like pride to know that we did that as a group and that we continue to do things like that as a group. I guess what I forgot is that that, that sort of got started because of uh, Mr. Thompson's English class. Because that, that, that first one that we were doing something on Lord of the Flies, we were both in that class, so uh, we wrote a song about it, and it's, it's still in our sets. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's still my favorite song to play. Actually, Flies is my favorite song to play. And then Lord of Fire, that was the the song we wrote for that competition in the rock and pop class. And then we ended up just like adopting it into our live set as well. Gavin was playing keyboards on that, wasn't he? That's right. That's right. He was playing keyboards. In it. I completely forgot about that. So did I. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of like, um, like volcano explosion sounds and like chopper sounds too, that, uh, that we were going to throw in there that never ended up 
getting on the uh, the original song. I don't even know what happened to the original recordings of those songs because remember we did them in the in the band room in, in the studio at, at Paul Kane. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. I'd be cool to find what happened if anybody still has. I think I might actually. What are you guys' musical influences? Big one is definitely Death, like yeah. the band. Uh, at least I know for for both we were writing a lot of our stuff. We were both listening to a lot of death at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I'll say about like if you listen to our stuff, a lot of the uh, there's a lot of like twin harmonies that we do. Um, so we take we take that technique and we've applied it. A lot of bands have done done it over the years, um, but death is I think death does that. Oh yeah, death does that all over. But they like their riffs are very. Uh, death and vector as well sorry to answer the question for you boys but like yeah that's what i would say like whenever ben or one of these guys brings brings a riff to the table it's like oh yeah i can definitely tell where you guys got the inspiration for this yeah and uh for for me as in, in that similar ballpark of voivod as well and then i think all of us are are, are on the same page with uh, you know with like the, the classic early 80s thrash stuff i mean metallica megadeth slayer those are all big for everybody for me for me it's a little bit different actually when it comes to like drumming style i'm not like i wouldn't call myself like a a heavy metal drummer i'd call myself more of a hard rock drummer that plays in a metal band it's cool to have uh like a drummer like a rhythm section that isn't just like "Mm, i don't know what to do here so i'll do a million double kicks it's like refreshing to have kind of an outsider take yeah, it definitely leaves a little bit more space in the mix for sure. And then I, I can't really speak there's also like, like a... I'm gonna go over you. I'm just gonna do that. I can't really speak to the recording of it because I, uh, I haven't written a song aside. I wrote one uh, piece of our newest song, which is essentially a chord progression I stole from a Megadeth song. So uh, I can't I can't really speak to the writing, but performance-wise, I'm definitely influenced by a lot more of like. Less of like the metal stuff and more like punk and hardcore stuff, like um, like Bad Brains, uh, Inside Out, stuff like that is where I, I kind of get my uh my stuff from. I was literally about to say the exact same thing. I was like, literally about to be like, we're also like our performances are really influenced by like hardcore. Shit. Well, it's funny. Like we get asked to play with hardcore bands most of the time. You know what I mean? Like it's just like when we go to a show, sometimes it's we're the only metal band there metal band in quotations but we just call ourselves a loud band or i call ourselves a loud band just because we've played with so many people and it's just kind of like we don't really fit into a a certain group we'll just play with anybody because we like to that's a cool way of putting it um on the topic of all of your influences and everything can you talk about your ep weaponizer uh in terms of like how it was influenced by like other music or just I guess just uh, how it was influenced by other music and just your process of writing it all and recording it. Well, Weaponizer was a song that we wrote a while ago. Um, I think it was like two years ago or something around there. Um, And then we kind of got into a kick of writing songs under like a similar vein of of like, I don't know, humans sort of not taking care of themselves <laughs> and not taking care of each other in any way, shape, or form. And so we we wrote, um, was it Blasphemy after that? Yeah, yeah, Blasphemy after that. And then Genocide after that. And all of them are, are sort of 
influenced by a mixture of again like death and vector with like a little bit of judas priest in there <laughs> like it's very like very fast like sort of blackened thrash metal but there's also a lot of like the the kind of classic heavy metal uh harmonies and like rhythms to it and yeah to, to speak to some of the the recording on that it was but most of the songs had been written for quite a while genocide was a little bit newer but it really was a case of just going into the studio and being like hey we know all these songs pretty well let's just knock them out and it the recording process was just it went unbelievably well i'd say oh yeah we got like a third of the tracks done in a day i think yeah that was yeah it was really 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 smooth uh, our producer is great uh cormac cormac burke burke shout out to cormac c burke productions follow him up on instagram hit him up for all your recording needs yeah like it's just such a great great space for doing that sort of stuff the the giant cab in the one room oh yeah so I guess here's the classic question of the year. How did COVID impact making the EP and just your band in general? Well, luckily we got we got the recording done before COVID was an issue. Uh, yeah, like we finished it on yeah, like January 4th of 2020. Um, yeah, but we we kind of struggled getting everything organized to actually get the ep finished and out because of like not being able to meet up in person as consistently and like everybody's lives kind of took a turn because of it so we were all just a little bit busy doing other stuff so it did take us a little bit to actually um get it out there but outside of that i don't think covid really affected the ep too much no it's just well i mean it, it affects it in the way it was like we can't go and promote it you know we can't go and play there's like we can sit here and we can make like promotional videos for it and we could do playthroughs and things like that. But at the same time, like that's still not going to do what playing a show for it would do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was no album release party or something. There was no hit in the street. You just fling CDs at people. Yeah, pretty much. And that's the only, we don't, we also don't have the, the gear to be doing like live streams or anything like that and nor do we at this point have the money for that because well there's two students in here and two other guys who are working and work isn't really there all that much you know what i mean like it's just like the best we could do is just release it i think from the decision to release it to the actual release was something like five days yeah it was i i don't know the way i experienced it it was kind of just like someone said like hey we should put this out and we're like that's a good idea and then we just did we were like okay cool like um halloween's coming up in a couple days so we can just release it then and that would that would work that was a really cool day to release it on i'm gonna be honest that was awesome it was wait what what was the significance of the day that it was released on it was halloween baby oh that's right that's right yes okay this is this is gonna sound really terrible but because i'm so short i get away with trick-or-treating and I couldn't this year, but I was like, oh, Lacerator's doing a thing. That's okay. Halloween is safe now. Yeah, we, we single-handedly save everyone's Halloween. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're going to try our best to once, I don't know, whoever's at the helm of this figures out what's going on. Um, we we want to get back uh, to playing. So uh, please, please wear your masks and please uh, do your social distancing. So, like we love doing those like Halloween thrash bashes just on Halloween 
thing where we just get like a bunch of fans together and play a really fun show, and we couldn't do that last year. So like, please let us do that. For the sake of other people, and and they're, I'm not gonna call this our livelihood because, but we would like to turn it into that at some point in our lives, right? So in order to do that, we all got to do our part, and we got to keep other people safe. So wear your masks. Don't go outside. Um, go for a walk if you're pent up. Or do a Discord podcast like we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. On the topic of things that were difficult, uh, aside from COVID, have you guys had any struggles as a band? Not really, honestly. Not really, no. We don't, uh, we don't communicate every day. We communicate when it's like, oh man, we haven't like, talked to each other in a long time. You know, We should probably... It's like we just we all have like different things going on. Like I say, Ben and Michael are in school. Gavin, Zach, and I we all work. So it's kind of a thing where it like it takes a bit to get it going, but as soon as it gets going, it's like bam, stuff's done right away. Would you say that's your secret to vibing so well together? Yeah, you can't really get on each other's nerves if you see each other like once a month. Yeah, and we are also like pretty productive when we do see each other. Yeah, the, the only thing I was going to say is that sometimes we, we aren't productive because we just have so much fun jamming and doing useless stuff. Like, oh, we just spent three hours of this rehearsal just playing, like, two songs over and over having fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is a good time. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely want to get another EP done, for sure. Or even a full length, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I, I vaguely remember Gavin telling me the same thing you guys just said now, like back when we were in high school. So I guess some things never change. Yeah, they'll, cha- they'll change over time, hopefully. But yeah, at this point... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely. Like after, after having over a year of doing absolutely nothing, I'm ready to get out here and, you know, dude, I'm done being lazy, you know? I want to do stuff now. If you could describe your sound from like back when you first started playing together in three words, how would you describe it? Like like lacerator sounds like circa twenty seventeen rock and pop. Sure. Loud would definitely be one. Angry. Fast. A little bit sloppy. I'd say we went we kind of went more especially on the last EP, uh you can or our most recent EP, you can kind of hear more hardcore influence. Uh just something that we wanted to kind of incorporate, like I said, because we've played shows with hardcore bands. And it's like, yeah, it's nice to stick out, but at the same time, we'd also like to show them, hey, look what we can do in our form of music. Yeah, I, from a better perspective, when I when I joined you guys at first, you you had that uh, first EP out. Um, it was just like super thrashy. It all sounded just like like that old kind of like 80s, like just original thrash stuff is what it, what it sounded like to me. I would I would say over time that the uh, the death metal influence has also grown in importance. Like when we started off, it was more like straight up thrash heavy metal. Is now that that's you know in, in terms of both in terms of the vocal delivery, which started out a lot more akin to a, a death metal sound, but the riffs and the the rhythm section as well has gotten more of that influence over the years. I'd say. Oh yeah, and we we've kind of got like a I don't want to like say we're like prog, but like we we do have like some elements of like yeah we do different rhythmic things like the unnamed that song right like that riff is based around not based around a drum part but like they match up you know what i mean and they 
they they gel well together yeah the genocide is kind of proggy as well um mostly just because it's hard to play it there's like what like eight different riffs in the song and they're all difficult it is consequently it's one of my favorite songs it's such a challenge but it's like freaky to play i always get scared when we do live so if you could describe your sound now like your overall sound in three words what would they be can I can I use the word tight? We're we're very tight as a band. Yeah, I, I'd say that's definitely like it's all very like meld together. It's it's kind of a lot heavier as well. Like from the first stuff to like the last song that we just put out that I had a part in, there's a lot more of that like kind of I don't want to say more modern, but it kind of is more reflective of the modern sound of metal where it's a there's like there's still that speed and stuff and the precision. But there's a whole bunch of moments where it's just like, boom, like a huge breakdown or something. I feel like there's a lot more dynamics instead of it just being like straight thrash, like fast the entire time. I feel like we've kind of gotten a lot more dynamic in terms of that. Yeah, I'd, I'd say those three, tight, heavy, dynamic. I like it. Um, so throughout the interview, we've just been talking about like a lot of how much you've grown and changed over the years. So if you could give yourself any advice for your younger self, what would it be? Positive attitude goes a long way. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, you gotta have a positive attitude when you do this, and nobody's gonna want to work with you. There've been some people that we've that we've like played shows with where they're like they're fantastic musicians and they're doing great things for themselves, but like they just yeah they just don't make it fun to be a band on stage next to them. And, like, Sometimes people take playing like tiny venues like way too seriously. You know what I mean? And like, that's even what we said. We don't like when we like it when people come up and talk to us um, after shows. Uh, but like, you know, some people don't because some bands have that like, oh, I just got off stage and I just want to be alone. Right. Um, we're like that for about five minutes and then we're good. Nice. It's like, don't take yourself super seriously. I've said this. Basically, anytime metal comes up, I, I try to reiterate that it's kind of stupid to take yourself seriously when you're playing metal because it's like, look at it objectively. Where it started is a whole bunch of like British dudes in super tight leather going, Aah! so it's like, you can't really take that seriously. I love it, it's really good, but you can't. It's very tongue in cheek. It's important to remember that. I'd say also, um, if we're for old advice, just for me personally, I'd uh, I'd, I'd uh, go back the day I said, "Hey, Michael, uh, I hear you guys might need a bassist." I would tell myself that uh, everyone in the band's really nice, and just because you're shorter than all of them, they're not that scary. That took me like a year. To go. <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know what Zach's first show in the band was like? Yeah, tell me all about it. So this this show that that Zach played with us, uh, it was a good show. Um, it was fun, but this guy played what, like two gig, two other gigs that day? Because you played, you played with Asbestos in that show. That was Asbestos, is like first show out of the school, and then um, you also did like. Uh... So I did, I did the Asbestos show, and then I did Pride. I did Pride, and then I came over to you. That's right. Yeah. So he played, yeah, he played three sets in one day. And at the end, he was he was really tired, and he he was he kind of felt bad because uh, something happened to the kick drum that we were using. 
yeah and it was just like zach like you're good man like that's when we were all like zach's zach is the bee's knees of bass players yes i appreciate that buddy because I, I was totally freaking it like three gigs in i was exhausted talking about that that rabbit show that was that was gnarly man because we had i did the pride and then uh, asbestos was the second band and some stuff had happened beforehand that shouldn't be mentioned that was kind of set me off already so it was a bit uneasy and then i'm in the last song doing my crazy double kick and then all of a sudden my double kick stops working and i look down and it's gone straight through the head and i'm like well great there's two other bands that have to play on this so i'm like freaking out at this point and and i come outside and uh thankfully you guys are actually really nice and you're like dude it, it doesn't matter we're playing to like six people just relax I think I was there for that one because it was right after Pride, right? Yeah. yeah sorry, Zach. I would do it again. I love playing gigs. Like dude, the three things in a row wasn't the problem. It was the fact that I had just sent my uh, my pedal straight through a head that two other people needed to use. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was for sure. Yeah, that would set me off too. Believe me, that would stress me out. As a drummer, I know I know the pain there. We do kind of have a knack for creating technical difficulties during uh during gigs please elaborate on the funniest tech problem you guys have caused so far during holy diver holy diver yeah yeah it was uh yeah it was during during the solo i, I was i was borrowing this pedal from uh, uh frank from gavin right and uh, and you know Gav, gavin and uh, and evan are moshing around on stage and a foot comes down right on the right where the the power socket plugs into the uh right where it plugs into the pedal and it was just a total write-off and, and i'm just sitting there like playing the main riff until you can figure out why the like three minutes that sounds crazy if you could have any instrument or gear with like no limits to how much it costs what would it be and why mm, that's a good question that's a hard question oh, i don't know anything about gear at all yeah me neither believe it or not Okay, I'll, I'll start her off here. I'd go with uh, probably a Marshall JCM 800 and a BC Ridge Ironbird. I think what I would do is I would go with probably Tama drums. But you know what? I, would, I wouldn't ask for rack toms. I would say just give me a really nice sounding, give me two floor toms and uh, like a good snare and then nice cymbals, nice sounding studio quality cymbals. I'd get like a, a triple rack. I don't know. That would just be really nice. <laughs> they're they're gorgeous amps. <laughs> I don't know much about amps, but like I would love to have if I could have my bass, but just not as neck heavy. That's like kind of all I need. It's it's really heavy, but it's beautiful. That and like a really loud cap. I don't know anything about amps, but something loud. I don't really have gear, but um, I like Gretsch drums a lot. Okay, and our last question today will be. Where can people find you guys and figure out what you guys are doing and keep up with all that? Um, well, we have an Instagram page, which is typically where most of our, our stuff goes up first. Do not follow Lacerator780. That's our old account. Lacerator Y-E-G is our new account. <laughs> and then all of our music is up on um, Bandcamp as well as Spotify and Apple Music, I think. Yep, pretty much everything. Do you guys have any closing words? Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Uh, think for yourself. Uh, be who you are. And just keep doing what you are. Wear a mask so we can play shows again. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for the interview, guys. This is awesome. Thank you for having us. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Thank you for uh, taking thank you. the metal band. Thanks for doing it on such short notice, too. We will we will come back anytime you ask us, Ash. Anytime. I'll be here, like, right. even when you don't ask. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about what Lacerator's up to, visit their Instagram at LaceratorYEG or any of their other social media. We'll be posting more episodes every Wednesday for the whole summer, so stay tuned for that. And if you want to see more from Amplify, check out our Instagram at Amplify St. Albert or any of our other social media so you don't miss anything. Talk to you all soon.